This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and our latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle 2 People's Radio. G'day and welcome to Metal 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. This is the first live show for the year. So first off we're going to kick off with an interview that I did at the end of last year. Um, with a fella called Chris Laney, and he has a band called At The Movies, uh, well worth checking out. Um, sadly, I messed up the start of the recording, so we kicked straight into him speaking and answering a question where I asked him about um, what was the inspiration and the intentions of the, forming the band and, and what they were doing. So it, it talks a little bit about that, and um, I'll let the interview do the talking for itself. Um, and then we'll have some tracks from them, and then uh, we've split the interview into two parts. So we're going to have a lot of tracks wrapped around it for the first two sections. So we're going to be talking to Chris Laney. For the third section, we're going to be having a... Um, going back, because we're going to... I mean, this is 80s metal wrapped up with the movies. Um, so we're going to sort of go back to... The, the, there's a, a tie-in with Bjorn from... Or Speed, as some know him as, uh, from Soil Work. He uh, sings on this uh, at the movies, along with some others, um, and he also has Night Flight Orchestra. Um, so we're going to do a um, play something from them last year, and the interview we did with David, I believe. Um, and then for the final section, we'll play some Kiwi Metal to knock it all out of the park. Um, with the, as I say, we're going to get into some uh, chat with Chris Laney now, um, and as I alluded to earlier, um, we do miss the first section. Um, the, the two tracks we're going to play after this particular section um, are going to be the first two tracks are going to be uh, "The Heat Is On" and "Venus." And he played like one of those washed-up pop stars who had a one-hit wonder called "Pop Goes My Heart." Uh, which I totally fell in love with. So I just ran upstairs to my studio and made a rock version of it. And I was so happy with it that I sent it off to Alan Sørensen and to Bjorn Stead. And uh, they totally just loved the idea, you know. So actually, that that's kind of how it kick-started the whole thing. Absolutely brilliant. So what I mean by the intention was, I mean, when you, like, you, you had your awakening where you were sitting there watching your movie, and, and was the intention to rock these songs up and bring them to a different audience, or, or, or what was the idea there behind it? Or was well, it just to have fun? Yeah, pretty much just have fun, because no one of the band members, I mean, everyone is in bands like Hammerfall and King Diamond and Soilwork, but it was totally closed down. We couldn't do anything. So uh, I just figured out, hey, let's let's do something, and you know, I, I I make a demo and I send it out to everyone, and if you like it, uh, we'll start working on it. So that's pretty much how it came about, you know. And then when we made the first song, uh, which we said we 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 said we told ourselves that we're gonna do one song, one video, and put it out, you know. 
just for fun. But we had so much fun. So we said, let's do three <laughs> at least, you know. So we're not just about, you know, because everyone started doing that kind of thing. You know? And after three songs, we said, no, fuck, let's, let, let's do five. <laughs> and now <laughs> we did uh, 22 at the end of the day. So we had a blast. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. So could you tell us a little bit about finding band members and, and, and for the core band and, and then the guests? I mean, like you say, you, you've got members of different uh, heavy metal bands and they're all playing tracks that are definitely not metal or, or maybe not weren't metal, but now, you know, they've had a bit of metal put in them. Yeah, it, it wasn't hard to get those people in. I mean, we are friends after all. You know, um, but the funny part is that we haven't met all of us yet. You know, we haven't been in the same room because uh, the drummer and the keyboard player is in Denmark, you know, and uh, so we actually never met. <laughs> oh, wow, that's pretty crazy. So um, when it came to the, the writing and the recording and all that sort of stuff, I mean, that must have got interesting. I mean, who did all the writing of the arrangements? Was that something that you did um, and then sent it all off for the other guys to do? Or how much of the other guys did, got involved in that? Well, everyone. I mean, I made, I made the demo, the, the, the you know, the, the kind of skeleton, how I, how I would hear it, you know. And then I would uh, take away the drum machine and send it to Alan and Alan would do his drums and he would send it back and I would mix it. And then I would send it without bass to to Egberg and he would record that to send that back and so on and so on. And we, we had like a deadline. I was, I was coming up with the demo on the Friday, but on the Tuesday night, everything needed to be delivered to me because then uh, they had to have Wednesday to do the video. You know, because we were uploading it on on Wednesday night and published it on Thursday, you know, and then it was Friday again, new demo, new song. So it it was quite like a 24-7 kind of fun, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and of brilliant. course, I mean, when you asked also how much they, I mean, this was, I mean, it's so pre, uh, prestigious, you know what I mean? We we just had fun, so everyone just did what they felt like, you know. And then, uh, I mean, I trust these guys. Everyone is fantastic musicians. So, I mean, there's not much to say, you know. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, and finding people like Bjorn, I mean, like, dude, I mean, he, he knocks it out of the park when he's singing with saw work. But then, you, I mean, Night Flight Orchestra is just another beast in itself, you know, and to, he, he's somebody that's, that's perfect for what you're doing, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And, it, I mean, Bjorn and me, we, we were talking for a long, long time to work together. So this whole kind of 80s thing you know when that came up in my head he was totally on you know and uh, it's just yeah. been so much fun man you know oh mate that's absolutely brilliant so with the song selections um and all that was there any sort of like criteria for it or how much of it was pre-chosen or was the band involved in selecting the, the particular songs yeah, everyone was actually involved, you know, if they had a song they knew was from a movie that they liked, they would absolutely tell me right away, you know, 
and we after a while also the 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 fans on youtube started to ask for songs you know so we got ideas from there too um but the, the criteria is uh it can't be a rock song <laughs> Because that would be too simple, you know. And also, exactly. I mean, why? But why? Why do like Danger Zone and stuff like that, uh, or Eye of the Tiger? They're perfect as they are, you know. It's more fun to do, you know, never-ending story. I mean, come on, you know. So, uh, and also, we we also said we couldn't change anything because the easiest way out for us would be to do the double kick you know a version like that since everyone is playing metal <laughs> but we said we gotta yeah. keep true to to the original the same tempo same same uh, key and uh you know if there's a saxophone it, it has to be electric guitar <laughs> you know <laughs> so we just kind of you know all the elements are in there if you listen to, back to the yep. original it's just like it's rocked up you know <laughs> well, that's, that leads perfectly into the next question, which I was going to ask you. But how many of these songs had you already sort of rocked up in your head, if you know what I mean? I mean, way back when you heard these songs, I mean, and I was myself, I mean, how how many of these songs had you heard, but you'd already changed it in your head at the time, and it was like, you know, already rocked up, and you just needed to physically do it? Uh, they, they, actually, just like two songs, you know. Um and one was Crush, actually, uh, yeah. from from the nineties, because I love that song, and I just thought that would be pretty cool to make a cover one day, you know. And then, of course, uh, I just died in your arms tonight. I love that song. I've always loved that song, and always wanted to cover it. So it was totally perfect. The other songs, actually, I had that Friday <laughs> each week to find out a way to do it, and uh, that was qu quite. I mean, that's the sport of the whole thing, you know. And to be honest, I mean, there was like twice, yeah, I think it was two times uh, where, where the song actually didn't turn out good. So I just pulled the brake on it and said, guys, we got to re redo something here. We can't use this song, you know. And then all of a sudden we only had 24 hours to make a song. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, wow. So that was, there was another thing I was going to ask you. Is how much content have you guys sort of put aside or or stuff that you, you you decide well maybe i'll rework that one later or something like that i mean have you got much more stuff planned already i actually have two songs going right now but there was no leftovers <laughs> i promise you that yeah i mean not with that yeah. schedule you know uh but but yeah. one of the songs was if i remember correctly was when the going gets tough Remember that one? Oh, oh, it's <laughs> and I thought, wow, it's like Mutt Lang and all that, but but it just didn't work. I mean, that's one of those songs we would need to be together to play because it has a swing to it, you know. So uh, yeah, but I I have a couple of songs cooking right now, so be ready for more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant, man. I mean, that was it. I mean, two of my favorite songs there that I really enjoyed was the Never Ending Story. And that was a song. I mean, that song, it was already, in my mind, it was a rock song, but it just didn't have the guitar, but it was already had exactly. that energy. And, yep. and that was, I mean, he just knocked it out of the park. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, so, I mean, how much fun was it and, and how important for you guys? I mean, like during quarantine and through the whole corona thing, how much of the, um, this was about 
essentially your own sanity and being able to, um, I guess, some expression in, in a way, because, I mean, it must have been pretty crazy being locked up over there. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, uh, f- let me say it's not only for our insanity, it's for our family's insanity, <laughs> you know, uh, insanity, <laughs> you know. Uh, the thing is, I mean, most of us are probably just crawling on the walls. I mean, since, I mean, we, we're so used to get the feedback from a crowd, you know. So making a yes. video each week was like having a gig each week, you know, because you see all the comments and, you know. So we got some kind of feedback, you know. We, we, we are junkies in that way, <laughs> you know. So, that. Um, but I've heard from a lot of people that we actually saved their asses too, that they had something to look forward to, which is like the nicest thing you can read, <laughs> you know. Oh, damn straight, mate. And, and that's it. I mean, that was uh, through that time. I mean, everybody had to adapt. And it was, I mean, it was a worldwide thing. And and having those little things like the, the, the pandemic sessions that a lot of people did, you know, it did give us that sort of some sort of sense of normality because we're all struggling with it and you know <laughs> uh, yeah. obviously we we weren't alone it was it was nice to know we weren't alone you know what i mean oh, that's, yeah that's true that's true no no but uh, uh-huh. the whole thing it, 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 we, you need to have fun that's the thing you know and uh, that saved us <laughs> damn straight so what would be your, your favorite song that um that you managed to do and or the one that you were most proud of? Wow. <laughs> uh there's a few actually uh, that I think we really got, you know, nice. Uh, Wouldn't it be good? The Nikersha song. I think we do do really well. Of course, easy way out, no easy way out. And on volume two, there oh there's I mean uh, waiting for a star to fall. I just died in your arms tonight. There is, oh, I don't have the track listing in front of me, but but there's a lot of cool songs, I think. And the the the, the hardest part was actually in the '90s, uh, you know, since it has to be in a movie from the '90s, you know. Um, the problem is that around '91, uh, there was no more soundtracks released, you know, like a compilation CD. Uh, I think yeah. the la- uh, last one was like Pretty Woman or something. Uh, so now all of a sudden we had to go and actually watch the movies and see if there was a song in them. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. and it was quite hard because they, they 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 were looking back mostly to like the 50s and 60s, like in Pulp Fiction, uh, or it was like the grunge era kind of thing or Skater Boy-ish, you know. So uh, yeah. we, but they also looked back to the 80s, which is good for us. <laughs> so there's a lot of 80s songs in the 90s movies. So, uh, yeah, it was tough, but I think we we made it. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> yeah, well, it was an interesting time. I mean, I was, I was just last week was um, thinking about the whole um, soundtrack for movies thing, because it was almost like... Uh, the 80s was a, a peak for that sort of thing. And I remember for myself personally, one, uh, Bon Jovi, when he did that, um, the, the Young Guns 2 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was one of the biggest ones that sort of really kicked off that revolution. Well, it wasn't a revolution, but it was that. It, it was a huge, um, big deal with music soundtracks and everything. And, and then it sort of ended, like you say, at the start of the 90s, I remember. Um, the Guns N' Roses one for Interview with a Vampire and, and that sort of thing. And that was sort of in those last dying days of the music soundtrack, so to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 
I mean, it was a pretty special era to to be a part of, um, especially with things like, I mean, there was such cool hair metal and all that sort of stuff going on at the time as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it, I totally hear you. I mean, before, like in the 80s, I mean, you you were selling a, a motion picture by the soundtrack. Um, to, to have a song on the soundtrack was like, okay, then you knew you made it. I mean, just look at the Top Gun soundtrack. Uh, I mean... How many people doesn't own that album? I mean, it's it's crazy. And the Rocky soundtracks, uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on about the soundtracks because they were so so important back then. But but I don't know what happened. It's like now it's totally disconnected. Now they take other songs, of course, you know, and put in the movies. But these songs, if you you had like a killer track, the the label would ask you to to keep it until uh, and see if you could get it into a movie. I mean, it's a whole different ball game today. <laughs> it's bloody weird, eh? <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, I mean the whole music industry has really had to change. I mean, we had already, you guys had already had to adapt before, but I mean, especially with now that the whole pandemic thing, that's just really messed things up for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, I wow. mean, I've been so, talking to so many of my musician friends and everyone is like, yeah, okay, so now we're booked for like, you know, the festivals in the summer and the next time I meet them, ah, postponed, <laughs> you know, so that's the only thing you hear all the time, you know, ah, we postponed it. Oh, mate, that, I mean, it must be heartbreaking, you know, especially, I mean, for, for a lot of you people, this is your living and, and, and all that, not being able to get out there. I mean, you see some of the, some of the you know, through the States and that, they're starting to play a little bit more and all that sort of thing, but, mm. you know, it's, it's starting to get far and few between. Um, I mean, it must be pretty difficult. I, I would guess so. I mean... Uh, like pretty mates. I mean, we we had like uh, real bad luck, uh, you know, uh, when we released um, Undress Your Madness back in, what was it, December 2019 or November? I don't really recall. But but we, we were supposed to go on tour on that, of course, you know. But then Ronnie got got sick. But so we thought, okay, let's win some time and make a live album in, in between, you know, just to until he's on his feet again, you know. But then the whole pandemic came in, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually lost two albums, so to speak, you know, because we couldn't tour on them, you know. Yeah.
Metalatu Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by MPR Metalatu People's Radio. This show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.
G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and uh, the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle 2 People's Radio. Okay, and this is the second part of the interview. Um, before we do that, though, we're going to play um, another track from the uh, album, uh, we, or albums, there's uh, two of them, actually. Um, first off, we're going to play uh, We Don't Need Another Hero. Uh, then we'll have the um, interview, the rest of the interview, and then we're going to finish off with two tracks, two more tracks after that. Um, Heaven is a Place on Earth, the old Belinda Carlisle number. And uh, just because I'm a cheesy bugger and I was brought up in the 80s as a never-ending story um, theme song. Uh, after that, we're actually going to play some uh, Pretty Maids, which is uh, Chris Laney's other band. Um, but we will talk about that when we get to that. So without further ado, here is um, the track We Don't Need Another Hero, followed by the rest of the interview. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, it must make it so difficult. I mean, how are things over there with you guys getting out there? I mean, is there any chances of you guys, um, A, with Pretty Maze and, and, and B, with at the movies, getting out there and playing some shows, or is it still just sort of touch and go for you in, in Europe? And right now, I mean, we, we've been discussing a lot of, you know, going out and play and stuff like that. Uh, but but the thing is, now everything that was booked has been postponed, so they are first out. You know what I mean? So they, yeah. there is like a, a, a waiting line to be able to do gigs, you know, <laughs> since everything is booked up. So it, it, and also it, it is very hard. I mean, uh, at the movies, we, we really want to do festivals. I mean, I don't see us doing smaller clubs because of the fact that, I mean, we're all touring in different bands, you know, so that's going to be quite tough. But festivals would, you know, be awesome. But when it comes like to like Pretty Mates or Ronnie Atkins, uh, you know, it's still his health also. I mean, uh, and since he has stage four cancer, uh, it's hard with uh, everything, if you know, for people to book it far, far uh, in the future, you know. Because yes. we don't know how how he feels in a year, you know. So yeah, well, it's, I mean, it must be pretty magical to be able to have him involved with <clears throat> this project at least. And, and he, I mean, I know he's still active as well himself. I mean, I guess you have to be, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, the only thing we can do. And I mean, me and Ronnie, we we've been writing two albums in a year now. So he has a new album oh. coming out in uh, March. So, yeah, oh, <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant to hear. I mean, that's because some people, I mean, when they find out things like that, they just they just let it let it kill them, so to speak. But you know, you can't. And I mean, that's just he, he's been such it, a he's been such a you know sport, you know, in in his yep. you know disease. Uh, we we talk every day. We have a laugh every day. And as long as we have music to do, he has a goal in life. I mean, to wake up the next morning. I mean, when we did the first album, we didn't know if he was going to survive until it was released. They gave him like a year and now he's been living for one and a half. So life's good, <laughs> you know, but oh, yeah, so we, we, we were just <laughs> looking right. forward and forward, you know, that, that that's the whole ID. <laughs> well, they said obviously he's got more to do here, so you know <laughs> he can't go yet. Absolutely. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, we haven't got much longer with you, um, but I, I, I wanted to touch uh, briefly on, on sort of something I did touch earlier on, but um, only very briefly again. Um, but something that we, we both have a passion for and enjoy, and that's uh, the, the hair metal and all that. And I noticed in an interview you talked about uh, one of my favourite bands, Striper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they, they, they're going to they have, li- have a live stream of... Uh, um, uh, was it? Soldiers Under Command. Yeah, to, to tonight. So uh, yep. I, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> No, oh, I, 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 totally, I totally love Striper. I mean, it, it's just so good. 
Well, it's, uh, I'm a huge fan as well. I mean, I've been lucky once I got to talk to Michael Sweet and it was absolutely a dream come true. I, I, and I've watched all the, the live streams that they do. And, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, they're getting on, but they've still got that touch, hey, and they've still got that magic. I mean, he can yeah. still scream like a bloody maniac, eh? It's pretty yeah. special to watch. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And, and I must say, I, I really enjoyed the first Sweet and Lynch album as well. Yep. Yeah, the second well, one I don't like that much. He's but a talented man, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. Did you watch the the Metallica stream uh, a few hours ago? No, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. They they were doing um they've done two shows uh 40th anniversary thing. It was quite okay. interesting. They played they played one tonight and then they've got another one on uh, in two days, which was Monday here. Um, I think it's Sunday over in the States. They're, they're playing in San Francisco. Um, okay. It was quite a cool show. It was um, really interesting. They did like um, two songs off each of the first, uh, for the right up to the Black Album, and then they did one song each from the, the, the following album. Following That's albums. Cool. And it, it was. It was really cool. It was just like, yeah, um, I've got, a, I, I was a huge fan as a young fella that I sort of wandered off during the, the 90s when they did the load and reload and all that sort of carry on. Yeah. But it was pretty <laughs> magical to sort of go back and um, see, you know, they, they, they've still got it there. It was pretty, pretty magical. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, well, let's cool see if I get a chance to see that second one then. Oh, it'd be well worth it, mate. They're doing it on, I believe, Amazon Prime or something like that, or Twitch was where I watched it. Um, okay. And that's it. All these newfangled things that you've got to sort of keep up with um, with the, the changing face of the music industry. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I mean, you need to have all these like Disney Plus and shit just to be able to see Beatles or whatever you want to see. You know, it's very expensive. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely crazy. Well, we're absolutely lucky that you guys did the whole YouTube thing and the quarantine videos. You guys have got your own um, YouTube official um, page and all that sort of stuff, and you've got clips of just about every song on there. Right? I mean, dude, that's pretty epic. Yeah, I mean, there is actually. I mean, th- that is what it makes this uh, quite special is that we've already given away 22 videos and songs, you know, for free. It's it's there on YouTube, you know. But now we're going to release them in uh, in different formats, you know, for people who uh, I, I'm a vinyl collector myself, you know, and shit like that. So there's going to be a box set. There's going to be like a yellow and greenish of vo- volume two. And there's going to be like a, I don't know, red, white splatter of volume one. And uh, there's going to be some cool shit coming. Oh, man, that's absolutely brilliant, mate. I'm a, I'm a very minor a vinyl collector myself um yeah. but it's, it's so much fun especially with the the resurgence that is going on at the moment i mean you can yeah. just about get any all these re-releases and uh all that was um so many different variants i mean it's really cool some of the things you can get now isn't it absolutely and i mean uh, it's uh, it's just so cool to to uh, to be able to play i mean i always play vinyls i mean i'm one of those that never stopped uh, but um i, I can't, i'm the best thing i i know is when me and mappe from canamas when we have our vinyl lunch we call it we go out on the city we drink beer and we buy vinyl <laughs> you know that's the best thing you know so um yeah i'm a vinyl geek <laughs> 
Oh, mate, it's absolutely brilliant, man. Oh, I love Candlemass as well, dude. Another yeah. epic Swedish band. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely brilliant, mate. Well, I've only got uh, time for one more question for you before we let you go, and that is um, words of advice for young musicians. Wow. <laughs> be ready to be in the on deploy, deployment line or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know? No, no, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, just go for it and and the, the only thing is today what i tell all young bands is don't release anything too fast because if you will never get get away from it again you know what i mean so be careful and make sure that you, you sound really fucking good when you're gonna go out there and try to make a following because no one no one uh, forgets about something that's shitty i mean that often spreads more than something that's good <laughs> you know so be, be careful in that way and just believe in yourself and uh, work out some kind of work ethic within the band you know and have fun oh mate those are uh, extremely important messages
Metal Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metal to People's Radio. finish off with something from the other band that Chris Laney is in um, Pretty Maids uh, in this album Kingmaker uh, which we're going to play the title track Kingmaker um, he was playing mainly the solos so, um, 
after that, I believe he was invited to do a whole lot more work, and I think he helps with a whole lot of the production and stuff as well. So, without further ado, here's a track from Pretty Maids, Kingmaker. Enjoy.
If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle 2 People's Radio. Okay, now we're going to have a chat with David Anderson that we had uh, from Soil Work. Uh, we're going to be mainly talking his uh, other side project with Bjorn uh, from also from solo work, uh, which is the Night Flight Orchestra. Now, um, this isn't strictly metal, uh, which is probably far from being metal. It's only um, 80s thing. But um, these guys are metalheads, and uh, metalheads are open-minded people, so I just thought that I they deserve to be included in this show. Um, I consider it, you know, it's got a metal side to it. Um, so we're going to play a track um, from them. First off, we're going to play the track Burn For Me. Um, and the um, reason for that will be further alluded to when you listen to the interview. So without further ado, here is the Night Flight Orchestra with Burn For Me. And then we'll get into the interview with David.
G'day, we're talking with David Anderson from the Night Flight Orchestra. They're about to release their newest album, Aeromantic, on September the, oh, Aeromantic 2, on September the 3rd, which is just two days away here in New Zealand. How are you going tonight, David? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'm in England at the moment, and it's a rainy morning, <laughs> but still lovely. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Oh, mate, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you guys have released three singles so far um, in, in videos for the um, new album. Uh, they've been getting good traction. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, um, I don't – I never read the commentary fields, really. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I've done a lot of press and, and uh, you know, I've seen what friends and other people I know – think and it seems to be going down well oh mate that's absolutely brilliant mate i mean it must be so much fun um writing and um recording this music i mean it looks like like a heap of fun from the video that you guys put out and everything yeah absolutely i mean that's why we're still doing it um it started out as something we did just because you know we love we love the music we love hanging out together we we have a great time you know, recording it and writing it, and, and um, I mean, even if we we've gotten some attention over the years, and, and we've become a real band, and we've been fortunate enough to be able to to play around and you know around Europe and and do tours and festivals and stuff, and and um, it's still the, the main reason doing it is still because we all love it doing it, and we still think it's fun, and I hope it comes across when you hear and when you hear us. Oh, it definitely does, and I mean that's the thing that, uh, that a lot of people I think enjoy about it. Um, and this is album number six, so, so it's not like you guys have been, um, you know, just starting out or something. Um, so you know, I mean, to get six albums, and I mean, and also you talk about the the music festivals that you guys have played. I mean, playing Whack and being this style music, and that being a heavy metal festival, that's an yeah. accomplishment, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean. Um, at least um, from my point of view, um, metal fans are, are some of the most open-minded people. Are open-minded when it comes to music, at least. I mean, we've been they've embraced what we do with open arms. At least the ones who like us. <laughs> there are probably <laughs> loads of loads of metal fans who hate us too. But I mean, I mean, uh, I haven't had any bad reactions from the people who um, I've, I've been talking to, like Sorg fans or whatever. I mean, I guess you know. Um, I, I think um, back when I grew up in the '80s and stuff, you know, uh, there was this great divide between different genres like if you liked heavy metal you couldn't like pop music and you couldn't like you know whatever but these days it's you know we have people in you know behemoth t-shirts dancing disco at our shows and and <laughs> and, and i think oh, that's, that's it's it's it's, it's, a, it's it's a you know i think what metal fans do i mean as long as you do it for the right reason and and if it's genuine and and you really you know you're not pretending to be something you're not and, and uh i think that's the, as long as you you're like they can metal fans are quite discerning if it's something if something is fake and you know not for real but i think 
people can sense that we're really doing this because we love it and, and that we really want to you know, give people a good time and give ourselves a good time too. <laughs> oh, mate, that's what it's all about, isn't it? So could you tell us a little bit about the journey to this album? I mean, because you guys were about to, or just gone, just released the last album, Aromantic, and you were about to go, just started a tour, and then suddenly yeah. COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, we, we managed to do about a week of um, touring in Europe, and then we had to, you know, cut the tour short because the borders started closing down and, and you know, which was really sad because it was great. I mean, the best tour we've done so far. Um, we had great crowds and, and you know, the, all the songs seemed to go down really well. And, and uh, so it was real sad that we had to, you know, to go home. Um, but, but at least we ended on a high note. <laughs> and, um, and, and I mean, as soon as we got home, we started, you know, I mean, we started preparing to make the next album. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, uh, so, so, I mean, just uh, after a couple of weeks, we all reconvened in the studio and then, you know, started discussing uh, some new songs. And, and um, because, I mean, we st- now it's it's been like one and a half year and, and we still have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, some parts of the world are getting better some are getting worse and it's you know it's it's still uh, uh, it's all very it's it's still you know it's all up in the air and anything can happen and what i mean we're all doing this because we love doing it and and if we can't go out and play shows we we're going to continue to release stuff and, and write stuff and you know keep up our presence online because i think uh, we've gotten really good reactions from people and, and, and people seem to enjoy the fact that we're not, you know, um, I know a lot of bands are like, they have albums ready just, but they're sitting on them, not releasing them because they're waiting for the you know opportunity to go on a proper tour and, and promote it. But we don't think that way. I mean, we, uh, you know, it might be years from now before we're able to properly tour again. And then, you know, I think, people need new music now more than ever <laughs> so, and and it's not like i mean and we love doing it so why should we stop <laughs> oh mate that's absolutely brilliant and if, from a fan's perspective i mean dude we we need the new music right now i mean it's it's, it's such a dark time at the moment that, you know, I mean, yeah we really need the music right now don't we as a world yeah. you know um, it's pretty hard um can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, the, the writing process and recording process, but more so, I mean, like, how do you guys go about getting your, I mean, the, the, the different sounds and the different, I mean, I mean, do you guys go away and do some research and, um, I mean, because when you listen to the music, you sit there and, I mean, for me, when I'm listening to Nightflight Orchestra and I'm sitting there listening to particular tracks, I'll, I'll get little things where, oh, man, that reminds me of, or that reminds mm-hmm. me of this, you know, there'll be little bits of Duran Duran or little bits of, yeah. I mean, there was um, uh, one track there I was listening to and there was a little, it was a tiny little snippet that reminded me of War of the Worlds and, and things like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
do you guys go away and do research and sit there and go? No, oh, no, this. not at all. We we it's all very spontaneous. We don't spend much time thinking about you know. Uh, it might some people think it, and that's a huge compliment, really, when when people think that we're, uh, you know. <laughs> but what 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 actually happens is we just you know plug in and play and you know twiddle around a bit with various knobs and oh it sounds good and let's just do it and, and you know it's all very spontaneous um, and it all happens in the studio we're all there together and you know we've always been producing and recording our albums ourselves so there are no external forces it's just us and, and I, I mean we've all grown up listening to to loads of different kinds of music we all we all have very diverse uh, tastes when it comes to music and so I guess it's just all those decades of listening to music and playing all kinds of music that sort of like, you know, we don't think much, we just do <laughs> whatever feels natural. And, and yeah. uh, Sebastian, who, who's um, he's the other guitarist and percussionist in the band, he, he, he's his guy who's mixing all our albums and he has a great, you know, a great ear for, you know, creating the right, you know, sonic landscape <laughs> but but it's you know it's very instinctual organic and spontaneous process so it's we uh, you know we don't put a lot of thought into it we put a lot of you know <laughs> we talk a lot about music but once we start playing it's uh, just we just play <laughs> basically yeah is, is there anything like that you guys i mean to, to, to capture that vibe, I mean, because that was the thing. I mean, the eighties had a vibe, and, and you know, and, and a sort of you know, there is a sort of a, a style about it that sort of crosses the whole thing. I mean, how do you sort of get into that mode? Is there anything in particular, or, or is it like you just say, you just get on and do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been there since the first time we got together and played. We just had you know a certain interaction or chemistry. Um, you know, I've I've played in so many bands over the years, and and no matter how, I mean, how good the musicians are individually, sometimes it just doesn't work that well, and sometimes it just falls into place immediately. And that was the case with the Nightfly Orchestra. I mean, the first rehearsal we did, it was just you know, we we had this certain way of it just. You know, it just worked. It's like, it's like love. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it just works, and sometimes it's you know, it might look good on, good on paper, and but it just you know, nothing happens. There, there's no spark, and we had that spark from the beginning, and uh, and I mean, we like each other as individuals, and we, you know, we just it's just um, the chemistry and and a tiny amount of alcohol, I guess, and <laughs> we're up and running. <laughs> Oh, like, that's brilliant. So, so going back to the videos a little bit, um, I mean, when it comes to those ideas for those, do you guys get to have much input into that sort of thing? Um, as, yeah, as yeah, it's, it's always, uh, it's always, uh, it's so so far it's it's been either me or Bjorn, the singer, coming up with you know the basic idea and the the basic you know manuscript idea for or storyline for the videos. Um, working with various producers, so so it's always been us 
for for the, the last three videos that's been Bjorn um on the previous albums it's mostly been me but I mean we sort of like take turns but yeah we're very much involved with uh, that part as well and then of course I mean we're no videographers so we need a, a proper producer and a proper team to make it happen but the the ideas the basic idea is always ours so so yeah we're we have our fingers in every <laughs> cookie jar <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that's awesome um i understand for the um white jeans um video the actor that uh, plays the main character in there is, is quite a famous um swedish actor but for most people around the world in new zealand like down here in australia new zealand we wouldn't have the fulliest who this particular person is could you tell us a little bit about him no, well, he's just like a TV, TV YouTube personality who's doing shows and and you know sketches and plays and you know all kinds of stuff and and he has this you know both serious stuff and and humoristic stuff and you know and he, he had, is doing this cross dressing thing as well and if that, it was Bjorn, Bjorn knows him privately and and he's a he's a great guy great fun to be around and. Um, I think it it's it's nice and refreshing to you know <laughs> to um you know we we always try to to steer away from or keep stay away from the clichés when making videos yeah. it, it's it's nicer to have you know have a certain twist to it and it might <laughs> yeah. make people laugh and it might make people think and you know <laughs> whatever as long as we get some sort of reaction and, and uh you know and i think he did a great job and oh, it's uh, oh he certainly did uh, it's, it's it's a fun video and it just yeah <laughs> it was really cool i really enjoyed it myself i mean that's the thing i've always enjoyed is, is your, the way you guys present the whole package the, the video along with the song i mean it, it, it comes across as one package rather than just being you know something that you've slapped together that accompanies the, the music. I mean, is that something that you guys work on as creating a package? Or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we want to create the whole, you know, a tiny, our own tiny universe. <laughs> yeah. um, in more, but, I mean, of course, the music is always the most important part, but, but I mean, we spend lots of time on... You know the lyrics, the presentation, the videos, the press releases, and and you know we want to to you know have this this nightlight orchestra parallel parallel dimension or universe or whatever you want to call it that you can sort of like escape into and and um, when it's um, yeah I mean the bands I loved and that we loved growing up it's always been about more than just you know playing a riff and 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 wailing uh it's it's uh, it's about you know creating the whole this whole you know you should be able to uh, experience it with all your senses in a way sounds pretty pretentious but <laughs> no, it's okay. nice to have I some mean, sort of like your greater that. concept or thought behind it yeah yeah that's right. I mean, and there's a lot about escapism and, and all that sort of thing. And, and, and I mean, like the whole theme is the thing is traveling and um, flying. And I mean, it's fun. <laughs> you got to have that, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, How important is this as an outlet for you as a musician? I mean, because I mean, you're also in an in a extremely famous heavy metal band as well. Um, how important is it to have this contrast and have this um, other way to express yourself, so to speak? I don't know. I mean, I mean, we've been doing this like me and Bjorn. We've we've been doing both. I mean, Sorg has been around for a long time, but um, um, I, and I became a full-time member in Solwork in 2012, around the time of the first Nightlight Orchestra album. So we've been doing this together now for like 10 years, and and it's, um, I don't know, we don't think of it as you know, it probably influences what we do in in various ways, and and um, but it's more like, um, I mean, uh, I'd rather say that it's it's. Um, I, it's it's more like I feel very fortunate to be able to do this. I mean, I love playing with soil work and 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 uh, being able to create metal and and we're we're having a real good atmosphere in the band and we're all great friends and it's I mean we're working on a new soil work album too, and same thing with Nightlight. It's like um, I, I'd probably survive without it, but it's it's more like a, you know. A, a great bonus just being able to do both um and it's um and of course you know to me music and especially songwriting is very much a subconscious thing and and um, uh, being able to have various outlets it's it's really i mean i write songs pretty much every day and it's you know with the Nightfire Orchestra, you can always, as long as it's a good song, it doesn't matter what what genre it's in, or, or you know. Um, so it's it's great fun. You you never need to. I mean, with solo work, we still need to work within some some sort of metal context, uh, which is nice as well because that brings us out the whole other side of your creativity. Um, but it's 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 more like you know. It's it's always better to have two friends, two real good friends, than one good friend. <laughs> as long as you all get along, and we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant, eh? Um, what's gonna? Oh, well, what would you say is your your favorite song, or the song that you're most proud of of this new album? Oh, on this new album, um, oh, it's um, it's always a bit hard. Because it's still quite new in a way. I mean, once when you're just, I mean, we did finish it. Uh, um, like a couple, uh, a few months ago, but like when it's so fresh, you don't really want to listen to it much because you know you want to get some perspective. But but I'm, yes. I'm I'm really um, personally. Out of the songs I've written, I'm I'm, I'm actually real proud of "Burn for Me" <laughs> because it's it's a it's a kind of song I've wanted to write for a long time, but never really found the right you know you know you, you have ideas of oh I'd like to write this kind of song someday and 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 uh, it's it's a very simple song, but at the same time the simple songs are often the hardest to write. Uh, I mean, if you don't get it right, it's very obvious. I mean, if you can write a messy 20-minute song um, with lots of 
know things in it and and it doesn't matter if you have a you know some less brilliant parts in there whereas if you're writing a three minute pop song it has to everything has to work and so i'd say burn for me on this album it's a real nice video too (laughs) it is it is a very cool video dude i mean that's what i like about um both nightfly and orchestra and and sawwick you guys put so much effort into your videos and they they really tell a story and i i I mean i absolutely uh, it's just so much fun when there's a a new video coming out from you guys and uh, also i mean mainly with nightfly orchestra you guys just look like you're having fun and, and that's what to me it's all about um, sort of going back to that 80s and the freedom um, of the yeah. 80s and, and that whole vibe, it was something quite different that I, it's really hard to find any sort of way to express that now, other than through music, I guess. No, yeah, I, I mean, that's um, I mean, we we do like to I mean, we, the great thing about the 70s and 80s were one of the great things about it was that People weren't afraid of, you know, making fools of themselves. I mean, <laughs> these days yeah. a lot of a lot of artists take themselves too seriously, and and I mean, I like I like things to be a bit over the top, and perhaps you make a fool of yourself occasionally, and perhaps you know, everything you do doesn't always, you know, it might <laughs> go over people's heads sometimes, but at least we try to do something interesting and different, and and I think the effort is it's. Uh, um, I, I know that the ones who get it, who, who sort of like understands what it what it is we try to do, they really appreciate it, and and, um, and um, I'd rather have that than trying to you know uh, uh, be something we're not. Because yeah. I mean, we take we take the music very seriously, um, but we don't take ourselves that seriously. I mean. It's 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 just you know it's entertainment. Even playing death metal is it's still entertainment. Even if it's you have the occasional inverted cross and the occasional you know goat sacrifice, but it's still entertainment in the end, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, I've only got a few moments left with you, so I better wrap this up. Um, are you guys going to be able to get out on the road to um, play any um, shows for this, um, like release shows or anything over there, or are you going to have to wait till next year? How, how are things coming along in that that front? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'd love to. I mean, we've had uh, uh, we we had loads of festivals booked already for summer of 2020 and. For this summer as well, and we've had tours booked that has been postponed and postponed again and postponed again. And, you know, um, so, yeah, I mean, as soon as as we get the chance, we will get out and, and promote it. But but uh, I mean, right now it's still quite difficult. I mean, we both like financially, if you, you I know, you know, we're a, we have quite a few members of the band and we have a crew and you know all the logistics and and um you know it just it might take so little just if you're going out on a on a european tour or a tour anywhere and you know 
you might have an outbreak in a country all of a sudden and the borders are closing and we have to cancel like three shows and then we'll lose loads of money and you know so so um right now it's really hard to to um say when when and if things are going to happen but i mean we have we have plans and and we're just hoping that this pandemic will um you know that it will slowly die down but you know we still have you know it's still very far from safe and it's it's you know some places are worse now than ever so so it's um i mean yeah sadly but but i mean we have loads of plants <laughs> and by the time we we will be able to get out there we'll be very busy support this show and others like it by giving a donation for more information go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and uh, the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two People's Radio. Okay, and for this last section we're going to be featuring some bands that are going to be playing Distortion Festival, uh, which is a Battle of Two Metal and Rock event of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be there is 13 bands they're going to be um, The Rising Tide Death Near uh, Cavort Defeatus Kiosis Kokonashi uh, Deadset Feral Government Pest and Dracarys this is on February the 12th so it's 13 bands uh, I believe it's about 10 bucks but we're going to be giving away 4 double passes uh, before then so um, look out for ways to win. Uh, we'll probably do it as two lots, you know, two lots of double passes so that the four of your mates can go along and kick back and have a good time before kicking the new year and get out there and shake some of those cobwebs loose. Um, so without further ado, we're going to be playing some bands over the next few weeks that are going to be playing this. Um, this week we're going to be featuring, first off, something from Cavort. Uh, we're going to have their tracks Blood In, Blood Out. Uh, it's a live version. Uh, then Nanotech, and then we're going to have and the, la- the last one from them is going to be the track Indica. But I will announce that before we do that. So first off, here we go with Cavort with Blood In, Blood Out and Nanotech. This next song's got a fucking new song. It's called Blood In and Blood Out. Come on, kid! Yeah. 
Radio proudly brought to you by NPR Metal to People's Radio.
One more here from Cavort, as I said, we're going to play the track Indica, and then we're going to have something from Dead Set with a Napuka Gold. Oh, seems to be a theme going through there, other than they're both playing Distortion Fest, February the 12th.
Vanuatu Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Vanuatu People's Radio. one more band that are going to be featuring at the Distortion Fest is a band called Government Pest and we're going to be now playing the train uh, from them and uh, make sure you get along to the show it'll be absolutely fantastic Um, February the 12th um, down at the castle look out for some giveaways have a good week bye bye (laughs) 